to getting salty, baby. Yeah, here's the getting salty. Are we ready, though? I mean, are we ever ready? Emotionally? Who's to say? Who's to say? I, but listen, I, I, I hold faith in the fact that you have a bottle of olive oil in your hand. I mean, I'm brandishing it threateningly at the pan, like at the pan, like I swear to God, I'll put this right I'll, in you. I will drown you. I will drown oh, you right oh. now. <laughs> I will drown you. It's turned into like a southern, very threatening. I will drown you right, right now, right now, right. We are in the, the weeds. weeds. We are in the weeds. Well, weather-wise, we are certainly in the we weeds. We are in the weeds in Halifax today. Oh, it is sheets of ice under blowing rain. I can't believe both of us managed to make it it's here. It's truly, it took me 15 minutes to get across the parking lot to get yeah. to your house. Because uh, I work pretty much across the street from where Ray lives. Yeah. And uh, it took me like 15 minutes to get across the parking well, lot. Well, you gotta time it with the wind. Like yeah, the wind was you... so strong and the ground is so icy that like, you know, one... One ill step. Yeah. And like you one lose your center of balance and you're like, time and I'm gone. Yeah, because it's like a hundred kilometer window right now. Oh, did you know? Did you know? Now you know. But we have the recipe to cure it today. We surely do. We surely do. But first, old business. Okay, old business. The newsletter is launched. Last week it was. And we got a bunch of subscribers, which was really exciting. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And it's been really fun so far. And we're going to work on the backlog of getting the old episodes up. But yes. For now, yeah. New cont every week. Every week. Yeah, so very exciting. And, yes. um, yeah, so don't forget, mm-hmm. if you haven't signed up, you can sign up at the link in our bio on Instagram. Please, please subscribe. Please subscribe. <laughs> please, please. We beg. Please. We gross beg. bitch. We beg. Um, that's all I had for old business. Do you have any old business? No. <laughs> After much judicious thought, no, I don't. Surprisingly, no, no new business. Or, sorry, no, no old <gasps> no, business. No. And that's the end of the show. No new business also. <laughs> All right, and we'll see you guys next week. Adios. Oh, I do have old business. I, I knew you did. What is it? Um, I sensed it. Well, as per usual, uh-huh. a member of the Tilly family oh. has decided to do a little extra legwork on our behalf. This is true. Sarah and Tilly came in give touch. us a follow-up to last week's episode. Mm-hmm. So my sister, yeah. Sarah, did a deep dive on the internet and found out that, in fact... The cornucopia, the Fruit of the Loon cornucopia, it did exist at one point. See, okay, so does but, that mean, yeah, explain. Why? All I'm going to say is that I find it very odd that it takes that much effort to find it. Because I distinctly remember combing the internet, as I said in the last episode, the day that I discovered that this was considered a Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. And I really couldn't find anything. As I said, I felt like I was being gaslit by Google. And now we're being gaslit by Fruit of the Loom. So what is the truth? What is is the the truth? truth? We don't know. We don't know. We're upset about it. As per stills, we we can safely say we have receipts. Uh It did exist. So we're not losing it. But I'm so confused. Uh, sorry, I keep having to adjust my microphone. I apologize to everybody listening, but I'm just going to go ahead and do this right now. You um, should be sorry. I'm wearing a turtleneck, and it's, like, really hard to... Oh, oh. thank me. There we go. What does that good? look like? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. Anyways, um, so I just don't understand then, like, why? Why? Why are they pretending it didn't exist? I wish I knew. Continuity? This goes all the way know. up to the top. This, well... We always thought 
It does. It goes all the way up to the top. Yeah. So, as, but yes, as far as old business goes, um, we want to say thank we you, thank you to Sarah <laughs> for, for, again, doing that extra work for us. Um, we haven't solved the, the question of what's real and what's not, but we'll nope. get there by the end of the season, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> so, yeah. our recipe today, Dolan. Brought to you by Rachel Yes, my schwa's. Um, this is a recipe that actually I've been doing periodically for the last couple years. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people who... I enjoy traditional chili, mm -hmm. like with the red sauce and the beans and the ground beef. Mm -hmm. um, when I was a kid, I didn't love it. But now, as long as there's a good dollop of sour cream and some grated cheddar cheese on top, I will eat the whole thing happily. Okay. However, I came across this recipe when I was looking for um, slow cooker... Yeah, slow cooker chicken recipes. Mm, yummy. Um, like chicken stews and stuff. I was looking for something that wasn't just another like brown sauce or red sauce with red meat in it. Right. And I discovered this lovely white chili, so to speak. So it's a white bean mm. and shredded chicken chili. We got white kidney beans slash yep. cannellini beans. Yep. We've got those. We've got um, chopped green chilies from the can. Yum. We've got lovely onion and garlic as well, which we're going to be sauteing. And then the whole thing is going to simmer in some chicken stock with some traditional chili powder. Yeah. With all the good cumin and paprika, all these tasty spices. Tasty. Tasty. And we're going to top it off with crumbled tortilla chips and some cilantro. Oh, oh, yeah, perfect. So you know what we like. We, we do know what and we like. And it is a good night for like something cozy and hearty. Yeah, definitely wanted something hearty. But, I'm also um, kind of over the red sauces right now. Well, we've, we've really been going hard on the red sauces We've been going hard lately. on the red sauces. So I'm, I'm into something a little spicy, yes. a little brighter. Yes. And I'm fired up. And it mm. really has absolutely nothing to do with our topic today. No. <laughs> it really doesn't. But I'm excited about it anyways because you suggested... Greek mythology. And not just the broad topic of Greek mythology. No, no, no. That would be the entire fucking podcast forever. Forever and ever. We'd have way too much to talk about. But our favorite, like, icons of Greek mythology, our favorite heroes or gods. And or... tales. And tales. Yes. Because Delaney and I, and actually quite a few of our other friends, I will say, mm -hmm. all realize that, you know, kind of everybody goes through Greek mythology myth uh, the, 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 uh -huh. mythology <laughs> phase or an ancient Egypt phase well or both I did all of them I ancient Egypt Greek mythology um medieval. you know medieval times I also while well, we we always said we were very interested in the holocaust <laughs> just <laughs> I mean yeah I would, I would less so but <laughs> Well, I, just in the sense of the like fascination it's a, of, the war, of the world war, uh, second world war, second world war. Yes, yeah. I think that's a better way yeah. to say that. I, I was trying to find a way to say that that made it not sound like I was interested in Nazis, but <laughs> took a really sharp turn there, and I'm actually really interested in Nazis. I just remember reading the diary of Anne Frank, and then it just kind of like went from there. Like well, I, I mean, just wanted to know, I just wanted to know more happened. about how that worked yeah. and how it got like to that came point. to be. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, oh, sorry. No, I get you. I get you. I feel like everybody goes through like, I still am kind of in that weird phase. With yeah. so many different things. Like, I went through a weird phase recently with, like, being a... And not recently, because it's still ongoing and has mm -hmm. been for several years. Mountaineering documentaries. Oh. People climbing K2. Forget it. I'm yeah. all over it. I'm all, you, you can't you get me out of there fast enough. Cannot get me out of there. Nope. Nope. Just dug in like a tick. Yeah. 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 So, Greek mythology. <laughs> um, I certainly owned various copies of collective... 
Greek mythologies, like, obviously edited down to being Kid appropriate level. for children. <laughs> did you have the fancy books with, like, the cool covers? Do you yeah. remember the ones that everybody yes, I had? Did. Right? I loved them. Oh, I had and the they had, like, Egypt these one. beautiful little illustrations in them, and oh my god. And it and looked like an old tome. As well, I will say, Greek mythology kind of... I mean, we are millennials. I think every millennial can safely say that they saw the Disney version of Hercules. Oh, they right? absolutely did. They absolutely did. Everybody watched Hercules. Everybody. In, well, I shouldn't say everybody. Well, I did. I, I certainly <laughs> did. And I definitely saw it um, at a very young age, like way before I was able to like check my own books out of the library and like therefore started getting all the Greek mythology books. Mm -hmm. So genuinely, I thought that... Zeus was just like a fun-loving dad. Uh, Zeus was, well... Well, he was fun-loving, but... For only himself. <laughs> only himself. As we learn later on. Yes. But I still literally, not even a week ago, mm -hmm. I was fucking just... I was in the weeds, you know? I was really in my feelings. And I was walking yeah. around listening to I Can Go the Distance. Oh, my God. Because sometimes you just need to listen to I Can Go the Distance and you're I sitting there. I don't care how, how far. Somehow I'll be strong. I know every mile. Will be, be worth my while. I, I could, could go most anywhere to find. Oh, oh, it goes both ways, find and feel. Okay, so that's we, we gotta okay. find and feel. We have to find and feel where we belong. And next week, don't worry, guys, we'll get the song. I promise we'll, the we'll get the song break correctly. Yeah, but no, that was a great movie. And yeah, they do make Zeus seem like a really like cool, nice dad. They make Zeus seem like a cool, nice dad. They definitely make um. Uh, Hades just seemed like a sassy bitch. Which I secretly kind of hope he was. I mean, yeah. Or is. I guess he's a god. He's immortal. Who knows? Hades, if you're listening. Hades, if you listen to our podcast. Yeah. Tell us in the comments. Are you a sassy bitch? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm going to... You're going to get smote by the gods. Smote. Smoten. I will be smote. Um, we just cut up chicken. Yes, put yes in the we chili. did. As we discussed, I can go the distance and then mm -hmm. saying it. <clears throat> I'm ready. So, yes, we all went through the phase. Some of us have never left, which is us. <laughs> that is us. I took, listen, in university, I, I, uh, I took a, a Greek and Roman mythology course. Oh, jealous. It was, first of all, it was so cool, but I was like, this is going to be great, easy elective. I already know a ton about Greek and Roman mythology. Yeah. I'm, no, I don't. Oh. Not at a university oh. level, I do not. Well, that's the thing, is that... Holy shit. Again, when you... When most of your experience with the Greek myths, like, when it starts in childhood, you, again, you are getting a very watered-down version. There's no detail. There's not a whole lot of detail, and holy... There's a lot. Holy fuck. I went in feeling so, like, wildly overconfident in my knowledge about Greek and Roman mythology, and mm -hmm. just had my ass handed to me by this course. It's... There's a lot. It hasn't dwindled my... It hasn't, like, diminished my love. It's just my academic oh. inclinations to chase after it. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah. that being said, Delan, mm -hmm. do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I would love for you to go first. Really? Yeah. Well, mine, so my, my favorites that I picked, mm -hmm. um, and it's funny that you suggested this today because I've actually been playing this game um, called Hades. Speak of the devil. Speak of the Speak devil. Speak of the devil. So I've been playing this game called Hades and it's really fucking fun and I've been playing it for like, I don't know, a month now. Okay. And it's a video game? It's a video game. Okay. And you are the son of Hades, which oh. I don't think he was real, but I also can't um, confirm this. I don't think he was. I could Google it right now, but I won't. Anyways, in this game, you're the son of Hades. His name is Zagreus. Okay. And you're trying to leave the underworld. I see. To find your mother. Because oh. you're not 
as far as you are aware at the beginning of the game, you came from Nyx, the goddess of night. Oh. Yeah, so we're night incarnate, I guess. <clears throat> and uh, But you find out later, spoilers, that Persephone is your mother. And so you're well, trying to get out of the underworld just to find Persephone. To find But Mama. Hades doesn't want to let you go. So you're like battling your way out of the underworld, but every time you die, you come back to House of Hades. Oh, okay. And you like meet all of these characters. You meet Achilles, you meet Patroclus, like you meet- Oh, wow, you know, okay. You meet Hypnos, you meet um, like all the Furies. The Furies all, are cool. All of these characters, which mm -hmm. is really cool. Cerberus is there, of course. Of course. Best boy. Because everyone loves a dog. Everybody loves a dog, three-headed or not. Yeah. Um, so I've been playing that, and it's only stoked the flames of my love of both the actual myths and media interpretation of myths. Okay. So, that being said, I did pick two characters that are faves of mine that don't have a lot of stories. Okay. They, like, they're very popular, but they don't have, um... They're not getting their own spin-off. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they do have their own, you know, their, their, their own myths and kind of... They're more side characters, I should say. Okay. They're not a main character like Perseus or Theseus or any Heracles, whoever. Yeah. I picked, um, Charon. Okay. The Stygian boatman. Yes. So the man who... Or the... The god who takes people across the sticks, the, the river steward sticks. of the souls. Yes, yes. Just pay the boatman. And Thanatos, death incarnate. Thanatos. Ooh. Yes, Thanatos. So, Charon, um, and I have my notes. Or get, I, I get guess I notes. should get my notes. But anyways, I just thought they were so. They were so interesting because. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of like the side characters a little bit. I mean, you know, everybody talks about the big guys. Everybody knows who Hercules is. The heroes definitely get the majority of the focus, but it it's true. Like There's there are a so lot of supporting characters. characters that are much more interesting or just maybe like lesser known. Like I didn't know, I still don't know 99% of anything about Greek and Roman mythology, but I this, these two really kind of captured my imagination. Okay. And I don't know if it's because I haven't spent a lot of time getting more and more and more information on them that they kind of let your mind run wild. But anyways, so Charon. Okay. Uh, so he's actually, he's technically a psychopomp, which I'm sort of not really sure exactly what that means, but they're kind of guides of the souls is what a psychopomp yeah. is. So it's, he's not technically a god. He's not a god, yeah. He's, but he's like has god-like qualities. Yeah, he's immortal. Yeah. But he would, he's like a guide of the soul. Sort yes. Of. And so he's the ferryman of Hades, the underworld, who uh, carries souls of the newly deceased mm -hmm. who have received the rights of burial. Okay. So if you haven't received the rights of burial, that's another thing. But if you have received the rights of burial, like a coin on the eyes or in the mouth, Mm -hmm. uh, and you sort of you pay the piper, as it were. Damn, I don't um, remember that part from Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> Coins on the eyes. <laughs> Make sure. Um, then uh, Charon will carry you across the river Acheron. Okay. And in later accounts, across the river Styx. Yep. That divide the world of the living from the world of the dead. So the coin to pay him, like I said, sometimes in the mouth, sometimes on the eyes. Mm -hmm. um, and some authors say yes. that those who did not pay the fee or those whose bodies were left unburied, like say in war or something like that, mm -hmm. uh, they had to wander the shores of the river for 100 years oh. until they were allowed to cross. I see. So in other myths though, heroes mm -hmm. uh, like Aeneas, Dionysus, Heracles, Hermes, Odysseus, Orpheus, Peri 
Pirithus, Psyche, Theseus, and Sisyphus, mm-hmm. journey to the underworld and return still alive, but yes. taken by the boat of Charon. Yes. So he's in, like, all of these stories. He's the main dude. He's oh, always he's there. in everything. He was even included in the remake, like, the 2000, I think it's 2011 remake of Clash of the Titans with, um... I, I don't, I never saw it. I'm surprised you hadn't seen it. I know, I so, love my, like, weird remakes of... Uh, Sam Worthington is he? plays Perseus. Oh, okay. Um, Sam Worthington of Avatar fame. Got bad news for you, Perseus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and of note, uh, Hades is played by uh, Ray Fiennes. Ooh, good and, choice. Oh yeah, and Zeus is played by um, Liam Neeson. Uh, again, great choice. Yep. Although I would have loved to see, I would love to see like a, a whole Hades film. Yes. With. Idris Elba as Hades. Oh, that would be good. That I would want be very the nuance. good. He's good. He's so good at bringing nuance to like a seemingly one-dimensional character. Yes. I so would love to see that. Interestingly, um, the, I was actually waiting to see if you were going to mention Perseus as one of the heroes that's known to cross mm-hmm. um, into does. the underworld, because that is a whole section of the movie is that they have to go down to the underworld, and I distinctly remember that scene of Perseus flipping the coin into the river Styx and then um Charon Charon and the boat like emerge from the water it's really spooky but it's really cool okay I gotta watch this movie because that sounds so cool Um, it's very good and I also will say as a quick aside um as a kid I was fascinated by like um, Charon Charon thank you and the river Styx and the underworld the concept of the underworld in general because Mm -hmm. being raised catholic and having the whole heaven and hell dichotomy like Mm -hmm pushed at you from an early age mm-hmm. the concept of there being no good place or bad places like everybody dies and goes to the same place like that was fascinating to me right well and so okay so speaking of that mm-hmm. so uh of like the underworld yes so Charon is you he's depicted on some he's depicted frequently okay in ancient Greece uh he's on a lot of bases mm-hmm um, a lot, a lot of usually vases. with his boat. He's on a lot of vases. Okay. Um, sometimes he's kind of dressed like an unkempt, regular dude. Like yeah. maybe an Athenian seaman or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, on later vases, though, he's given a more kindly and refined demeanor. But here's okay. what I love in this game I'm playing. Charon yes. is depicted... The art style is really cool. Oh. Um, he's literally just like kind of all in like black and deep purples. And he's got like this hat on and all you can really see is one side of his face and it's sort of skullish except okay. he's got like a glinty eye and he doesn't Ooh. say fucking shit all no he just every time you talk to him he just goes Charon famously <laughs> silent famously silent yes. not much coming from Charon no um but i do have a little poem here okay um that somebody uh not somebody virgil's <laughs> virgil okay i was you like know somebody this guy virgil, uh wrote about aeneas's descent to the underworld mm-hmm. um there charon stands who rules the dreary coast a sordid god down from his hairy chin a length of oh. beard descends uncombed unclean okay his eyes like hollow furnaces on fire a girdle foul with grease binds his obscene attire Oh. So he doesn't make him sound nice. I prefer the other... Not the most flattering description, yeah. for sure. He also appears in Dante's Divine Comedy. Okay. Um, he meets uh, Dante He meets Dante in the Inferno. Oh. oh. Uh, anyway, so... And there's a whole bunch of stuff. Like, some people kind of depict him as the Grim Reaper. Um, That's the image I always, that always comes to mind for me whenever I like read a story that he's included in where there's no like specific description given like it is always very um 
like shrouded. Yeah, and that's how they kind of portray him in this game too. Vibes. Which I kind of like the vibe personally. I like the vibe of I'm, that. I'm okay with that, but for sure. You know, I mean, maybe Virgil just doesn't make him sound nice because he well, makes him sound fucking gross. But yeah. uh, he he also interestingly yes. uh, the largest moon of Pluto is named after Charon. Oh, yes. Okay. You know. Anyways. So, yeah. So, he appears in all of these, like, in every major story, really. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, even, like, uh, oh, well, not in, I guess that's not a story. That's a, He's a poet, but he's in uh, writings by Ovid, um, Euripides, mm-hmm. Plato, all the big guys. They talk all, about, all the big ones. They talk about our boy Charon. Oh, yeah. Um, so, he was sort of, he was my first pick. Because I think he's really interesting, and I like that he's in everything. He's a very consistent figure yes. of Greek mythology. And yeah, it doesn't just, matter what tale you're te- telling. It <laughs> doesn't matter what tale you're telling. But I also like that, I mean, both lesser, less so Charon, but like the river Styx and the rivers of the underworld. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had the stupidest thought. What? Yeah. <laughs> you know how sometimes people will be like, but really, like, the main character of the story is New York City itself. The main character of the story is really River. the underworld. <laughs> or, like, the river sticks. The river sticks. <laughs> I mean, if the main, you're not wrong. The main Sorry. character of the story is the river sticks. <laughs> um, you, you write. She's there. And I love the concept of the river sticks. Yes. This river that when you die just takes you. To the underworld. Yeah, you know like I mean? that's Just what like I comes mean. Comes over like the shores and drags ceremonious you down. It and is. exciting and very exciting and it's very exciting. It's very exciting. And so when you said, um, you mm-hmm. know, this concept of there's everybody goes to the same place in the underworld. Yes. This leads to my other uh, chosen character. All right. Thanatos. <laughs> Not to be confused with Thanos. Thanos. No. Uh, so Thanatos is the pers- the personification of death okay. or death incarnate. Um, he was a minor figure. Okay. He's often referred to, but rarely appears in person. Here's what I really love about um, Thanatos is he kind of has like old god vibes. Oh, so like he wasn't yes. he wasn't born of Zeus. He wasn't that, born. Those are super old god vibes. Then, right. So he was born of Nyx of night. Okay. Right. So Going like full circle here. I love a tie back. Right. Right. So. Yes, he was born of Nyx. Yep. And his twin brother is Hypnos, the god of sleep. Oh. And so they're kind of... Love that. They're often referred to as like two sides of the same coin, where early on, Thanatos is described as like where Hypnos is so gentle. Yes. You know, and like kind of cruises the world like with his kind of sleepy energy. Yeah. (laughs) Like he's just like really laid back and chill. He's there. He's there. Thanatos is the opposite. They were like, he has a heart of iron. Like he is cold calculating doesn't care death just takes okay right yeah which interesting yes um later he kind of gets softer the way they portray him he oh. becomes softer okay but not uh, a word i would use to describe any real greek mythologies as soft no <laughs> but he does get a little his description gets a little gentler so okay um talk to me i'm ready homer confirmed hypnos and thanatos as twin brothers okay. in the iliad Yes. Um, and they were charged by Zeus via Apollo. With via the swift, Apollo. Yeah. Zeus told Apollo, who then told Thanatos and Hypnos, that he needed to deliver the slain hero Sarpedon to his homeland of uh, Lycia. Okay. Lycia? 
Lycia. Lycia. I never know really how to say it. Um, anyways, so among Thanatos' siblings were other uh, personifications, such okay. as uh, Geras, old age, mm-hmm. Oisis, suffering, Moros, yep. doom, Apate, deception, yes. Momus, blame, Eris, mm-hmm. strife, yep. Nemesis, retribution, and right. even Charon. Oh, right? Alrighty. I know. So, um, they're kind of, you know, I guess they sort of function in the same way along the lines where Thanatos is a god or sort of death personified. Yes. Charon, as a guide of the dead, he's a psychopomp. They sort of relate. Right. Um, so he's, yeah, he's, (laughs) here's another, uh, I have another little clip here. Okay. Um, from Hesiod mm-hmm. in the Theogony. And there, the children of dark night have their dwellings, sleep and death, awful gods. The glowing sun never looks upon them with his beams, mm-hmm. neither as he goes up into the heaven nor as he comes down from the heaven. Okay. And the former of them roam peacefully over the earth and the seas broad back and is kindly to men. But the other has a heart of iron and his spirit within him is pitiless as bronze. Whomsoever pitiless of, as bronze. Whomsoever of men he has once seized, he holds fast and he is hateful even to the deathless gods. Ooh. So, I mean, you know, seems like pretty, uh, pretty bitter like Betty. Intense, guys. He's a yeah. bitter buddy. He's a bitter buddy. Yeah. Um, so there's also another one I have from uh, Euripides in Alcestis. Mm-hmm. Thanatos says this. Much talk. Talking will win you nothing. All the same, the woman goes with me to Hades' house. I go to take her now and dedicate her with my sword, for all whose hair is cut in consecration by this blade's edge are devoted to the gods below. Oh. Right? He's got such a... Ugh. I'm sorry. Just so I want to clarify, I interpreted yeah. that correctly. So if you get the right haircut... <laughs> You're going to hell. <laughs> You're going to hell. You're going down to the underworld. Okay. Um. So... Here's the cool part about Thanatos, actually, mm-hmm. for being such a m- relatively minor character in like the average person's knowledge of Greek yes, mythology. Because I certainly had no knowledge of yeah, him including prior myself. to today. Um, his name is used a lot in science. Oh, and like um, so, like thanatophobia, mm-hmm. fear of things associated with or reminiscent of death and mortality. Okay. Thanatology is the academic scientific study of death among human beings. Okay. Thanatophoric, thanatophoric dysplasia is so named uh, because of its lethality at birth. Okay. It's like a, it's a congenital skeletal dysplasia. Oh, it sounds horrible. It does not sound good. And euthanasia, oh. good death in Greek, um, actually derives from his name and Dr. Jack Kevorkian Ooh. named his euthanasia device the Thanatron. The Thanatron? Yes, I know. It's okay. When, when, Than- when Thanatos comes back as a robot, um, yeah. I also, I have some cool pictures. Like, there are lots of uh, depictions of, you know, pretty much everybody. Here's one yes. by uh, John William Waterhouse that I'll put in the newsletter. So that's Hypnos and Thanatos. Oh, look like pretty chill guys. Really like by Mauricio Garcia Vega, the painter. Isn't that cool? Oh, that's sick. Yeah, so you guys are going to get this in the newsletter. I'll attach the photos. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I picked those two because they're kind of, they're always in the background. Like every yes. Greek myth, as we know, like revolves around love and death and, you know, blood and life and sort of these Well, the Greeks, things. I think it's fair to say, very oh, much ruled delicious. by their emotions. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That smells delicious, by the way. So 
just to give everybody an update on where we are with the, the chili. Yeah. Um, so we have cooked the chicken. I just finished shredding it and adding it back to the pot mm -hmm. where I had been already sauteing the onions and the garlic just to soften them up a bit. And once the chicken has another minute to cook a little further, because I don't know about you, but when I'm making something where chicken has to be shredded and then added back in, it's no big deal to me if it's slightly undercooked. Oh, no. But I, I do always just been shredded. Yeah, make sure that it's a. Uh, it does have another minute to cook here. Yes. Um, we've got our beans ready to go to be rinsed, and we're gonna add those with um, the chicken broth and the chopped chilies in just a moment. It smells incredible. And when we come back, I will. Oh, wait, did you have yeah. anything else to add about? The no, the only other thing I was thinking Santa? was when you said everybody goes to the same place. Oh yes, Santa, they um, with both Caron and Thanatos talks a lot about like the layers of the underworld, like Elysium, oh, yeah, Asphodel, and Tartarus, mm -hmm. which I thought was cool because there's like different rivers in each area. That I didn't Caron, know that I didn't either. That Caron oh. like navigates. Very cool. I know, right? Yeah. So yeah, let's finish this. We're gonna come back. You're gonna lay your stories on me. I surely will. Lay, lay yeah. them right on you. Hell yeah. Okay. Chicken simmering. The chicken simmering. We've got the beans in the pot. That's where you want to put them. Sure is. Absolutely correct. <laughs> and I'm ready. Okay. I've given you Caron. I've given you Thanatos. And my yes. heart. I'm and your heart. Yes. So the story that I'm bringing to the table um, is probably very, like I find a lot of people are very familiar with this one. It's probably one of the better known, like more mainstream Greek tales, but it's the one that I would say probably jump-started me into getting like very into Greek mythology that wasn't Hercules. <laughs> you gotta find your way. You, sometimes you do. You, you gotta go the distance. Yeah. So, um, today I'm gonna talk to you about Demeter and Persephone. <gasps> Our fave mom-daughter trio. Our favorite mother-daughter trio. So, for a bit of context, um, when I was little, you know what? We already brought up Sarah once today. I'm going to include her in this anecdote. Okay. She's going to love that. She will love it. Um, <laughs> so when Sarah and I were growing up, we had a bunch of these books that were hardcover, but they were square and they were collections of stories. Okay. We had one that was all fairy tales. We had one that was all nursery rhymes. And then we had one that was kind of a mix of like fables, but then also sometimes fairy, like classic fairy tales. One of them did include the story of Demeter and Persephone. And Seems like a weird one to check in. I know. Bearing in mind that this is a children's book. And like no Greek stories are really acceptable for children. Especially not this one. No. And I it's will explain gross. why. Yeah. So. <laughs> and allow me to explain why. And again, like I remember the story because I think each each separate story in this book was maybe like six or seven pages and that includes like full page illustrations to go along with it right okay. so like it's pretty chopped down yeah pretty chopped down the story before it i'm pretty sure was like uh the fable of the grasshopper and the hare tortoise and the hare no it's the one where like the grasshopper oh no it's the grasshopper and the oh god see this is... 
It's not Demeter and Persephone, I know that. It's not Demeter and Persephone, but it was essentially a fable about um, a lazy animal, like, not preparing for winter, and another animal, like, toiling throughout the rest of the summer to, like, harvest and whatever. Right. So that's the type of thing that's, like, coming right before this story. Uh, uh Uh-huh. So I'm going to tell you guys how this story was um, showcased to me as a child, and then we're going to get into the real story, or the actual, like, historically accurate myth yeah so demeter is one of the original gods she's an og she's an og and by original i mean like she's not born of zeus um i believe she's another god sister i want to say like that sounds right to me again i wish we were coming with hard facts for you guys but she definitely is yeah yeah the goddess of the home and the hearth cute so you know Nice way to say she's a good homemaker. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. She has a daughter named Persephone. Mm-hmm. And Persephone is widely known to be a very kind, loving, and beautiful young a, woman. A beautiful young woman. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. And um, where she and Demeter live, it's always summertime. She's all, like, Persephone's always outdoors, playing with the animals, making flower crowns, yes. you know, that type Just of thing. beautiful young woman, gorgeous, gorgeous girl. I mean, like, she, she's crowns. out here doing hot girl shit. She is. Yeah. She's the main character. So one day, the god of the underworld, Hades, Uh-oh. is, I guess, just out for a stroll up above and he guess he's just out and about i guess he's just out and about again this is the way that the story is in this children's book right so he catches a glimpse of her and like every straight male before him is like oh my god she's so beautiful i must make her mine she's so hot she's a hottie yeah so he decides to disguise himself as an older man Cool. And starts talking to her, like an old man, yeah. and starts talking to her, and she, Persephone, genu- or sorry, generously, I think, offers him, like, a piece of food or whatever, and then he just snatches her up and takes her to the underworld, and he's like, you're gonna be my bride! <laughs> or else! Or else! Yeah, okay. And so... Just straight up kidnaps oh, her. Oh, straight up kidnaps her. Yeah. And, like, this is definitely a piece of the story in this children's book book like he full-on kidnaps her i can see the image in my head like the one full page illustration is Mm. of him like in his chariot and he's like one arm grabbing her and she looks distressed and they're like the gates of the underworld are opening like in he's this just painting. straight up absconding with oh her. yeah and yeah. she she does not look happy well one wouldn't be but if one no. was not prepared to be taken to the underworld so after this happens uh demeter immediately goes to zeus and says i want my kid back thank you very much can you talk to your can brother you please talk to your brother and Zeus says, hey, lady, it's out of my hands. Classic Zeus. No. The underworld is 100% Zeus's domain. I don't fucks with it. Hades. I'm not going down there. Oh, sorry, Hades. <laughs> oh, my God, sorry. I got really riled up in this story. That's yeah, okay. And so, in essence, tells them, they're like, no. I'm sorry you feel that way, but there's nothing I can do. There's he's, nothing that can be Zeus done. Zeus is such a fuck... He's a fuckboy. Zeus, oh, Zeus is the OG fuckboy. He's such for a fuckboy. Sure. Literally, like, I already fucked everything on this island. I want to go. I want to go. So Demeter has no choice but to just hope that her daughter maybe one day will come back to her. Cool. Terrible. And, while, and because she is, in essence, goes into a depression, 
she like no uh what am i trying to say um there are no plants that are growing like they're not permanent harvesting winter. it's permanent winter time and in the meantime down below mm-hmm. persephone is also hella depressed because i wonder why she as i said you know she was doing hot girl shit she loves the plants and the animals and the flower crowns and the sun yeah none of which are available to her in the underworld shocking i know and you know again to the credit of this children's story um in this retelling hades notices that his bride is fucking miserable Mm. and so decides to allow her to go up above to see her mother one one more time he's like one more time i'll let you go see very generous of me fine fine and he i believe he gives her a pomegranate Mm -hmm. and he says whenever you're ready to come back eat a seed of the pomegranate what he doesn't tell her is that because the pomegranate is the food of the dead if she eats it she will be trapped in the underworld forever like it essentially binds her to this place yeah yeah but she doesn't know this so she hops on up like a regular person she just pomegranate's a pomegranate (laughs) yeah and goes to see demeter demeter is so happy that she's back and then just without thinking about it she eats the pomegranate seed and hades is like well 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 i'm back bitch here i come yep come here let me get you finally it gets to a point where hades realizes that not only is persephone just like she's not talking to him she's Again, she has been stolen from has her been home. Stolen Hades. from her home and now hoodwinked into staying down there forever <laughs> to be the queen of the dead. She doesn't want to be the queen of the no. dead. Um, and again, it's permanently winter time above ground. And Zeus and Hades get together and essentially decide that for the good of everybody, including the two women. <laughs> Yeah, but it's a good thing that Zeus and Hades decided this. Yep. So far, most of their decisions have panned out super, super well. Super well at this point. They decide that Persephone will spend half of the year above the ground. In, perm- in like summertime, frolicking around as she does. Hot girl summer. Hot girl summer. And she will spend the other half of the year with her husband. That she didn't want. She didn't want. <laughs> in the underworld. Right. And that's why we have the seasons. <gasps> Boom. Oh my god. Yes. But Persephone never gets happier, does she? When she's down there? Okay, well, they make it sound like she... In the children's book or in real life? Oh, sorry. In the, in the children's book that I had when I was growing up, mm-hmm. um, they make it seem like she would be in love with Hades. It's just that she can't stand to be in the underworld. She, she just doesn't like the vibes. Fair. Yeah. Fair. You know. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, questionable, but whatever. Very questionable. Very questionable. So, uh, just really quickly, mm-hmm. um, as a disclaimer here, <laughs> we'd just like to say that this is a insane Greek mythology to be, like, telling children. I would say, because I was thinking about it, obviously, today, um, mm-hmm. in preparation for the pod, I would say that it's the closest like cultural context we have to this in terms of like a more contemporary story that's in essence the exact same fucking thing is beauty and the beast yeah which is also not good yeah but i guess he didn't really kidnap Belle to be his bride 
But still, no. I mean, but kind it, of in essence, it's a yeah. very like the way that the stories pan out are very similar. Well, I mean, like knowing we okay, so we know Zeus is a fuckboy. Yeah, but, like the extent to which the gods just don't care about the affairs of others and or like just absolutely just destroy stuff. Yeah truly ruins so much of the romanticism of being like, well, she would be in love with Hades, but she's trapped. Yeah. It's like, he straight up just plucked her from her house. And was like, you're my bride now. Now you're mine. Yeah. And that's just too bad for you. Yeah. Sucks to suck. Sucks to suck. Sucks to suck. Also, it is very funny. This is just a very quick aside um, that has to do with, like, uh, you know, obviously when I first started reading this story, um, I actually wasn't, like, able to read like it was Jine oh, reading John reading the story aloud to me and Sarah and I don't know what it is and I'm really sorry mom that I'm uh, outing you like this but um my mother <laughs> pronounced it Persephone <laughs> and also and also when she was reading me the first Harry Potter book Hermione uh Hermione oh no <laughs> Deb pronounced it Hermione Okay, but so Hermoyne like, is Hermoyne. even more luxurious. Yes, <laughs> this is my friend Hermoyne Granger. Hermoyne. It's my friend Hermoyne and my other friend Persephone. Persephone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Jane. I mean, Jane, we love you. It's so endearing, but it is just a funny Persephone. like detail that I always remember. I'm like Persephone. <laughs> Hello, uh, hi, I'm Hades. This is my unwilling wife, Persephone. <laughs> Again, also being a kid, it was very strange for me to try and, like, think about Hades as, like, the romantic lead of this awful story because I was you're like, he's blue. You're picturing blue-haired J- uh, James Woods being a sassy bitch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, flames for hair. I think he's probably one of the few Disney characters that nobody ever really had a crush on. Nope. The chin is way too strong. Yeah, he was very difficult to make uh Sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sexless character. The real Hades, though, apparently is just out there. We're out here snatching gals. Yep, and just doesn't give a flying fuck about consent like all of Uh, the gods. Like all of the gods, yeah. Truly like all of the gods. If we could really summarize Greek mythology in, like, one phrase, it's like consent is not a big deal. No. 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 The Greek (laughs) gods do not care much for it. Um, Yeah. They just don't. Yeah, that was the one they thing just, I'm taking this class. I was like, wow, wow, okay. This is right. so much worse than I ever understood. Because it, it really is. It really is. Oh my god, they're just I remember pillaging. the first time I came across a Zeus story where he, like, in essence, just, like, Assault fully... Assaults somebody. Takes somebody against yeah. their will and impregnates them. It yeah. happens all the time. It's his main tactic. Yeah, he, like... Will disguise himself as like a, a bull, a bull or, or, or a, a tree, yeah. or like why is it a what? fish? I know, and then all of a sudden he's like, nah, 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 nah. He's, he's like, let's make a baby. Yeah, like, except he's like, whether you want it or not, I'm here uh-huh. and I'm just a raging rapist. Like he's just horrible. Yep, yep, yep. yep. He's just horrid. Yeah. yeah. So that it was kind of the most um, what like impressionable story I got as a kid, like. This one has stuck with me for a long time. I mean, I feel like it's Persephone and Hades is a fair... It's the easiest to romanticize, I think. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like, if you were, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you can kind of spin it that way. Um, But speaking of, and this is an addendum to our um, topic, I guess. But speaking of things that you can really romanticize and it works really well. Mm -hmm. I read a book recently called The Song of Achilles. 
Yes, because Every no Greek person. mythology discussion of ours would be complete without talking about Achilles. We gots to. We gots and to. And especially as the main character of this podcast is the River Styx. Yes. She was really the auteur of Achilles. Uh-huh. Um, but, no, I read the this book called The Song of Achilles, which is a retelling of the stories of Achilles and Patroclus. Mm-hmm. And it is, like, you know what's going to happen. They, they're going to fuck? Well, I mean, yes. Oh. But you know <laughs> Patroclus is going to die. Yes. And you know Achilles is never going to recover from it. Yes. And that he's just going to fly into a rage that ends up getting him killed. Yes. But, like, this book, I cried for, like, three days. Oh, Because it was so beautifully written. But (laughs) I know, like, the whole time I was like, I know what's going to happen. I know. I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. And then it happened, and I was like, oh, my God, I wasn't ready for it to happen. Oh, my God. very good retelling. Okay. Of the very famous story of Achilles. And and perhaps the most famous retelling the movie Troy. Oh! Uh, Brad Pitt and young Garrett Hedlund as Young Garrett Hedlund, you got a wimpy, wimpy wimpy-ass Orlando Bloom. Oh my god. As per Jine, that's a Jine comment. But that's like almost, his was almost painful. Like, it's embarrassing to watch him as Garrett. Oh, it's so embarrassing. Especially when there's like hot, hot, hot super, like, responsible alpha Eric Banner. Yeah. Yeah, Hector. Hector's the backbone of that fucking movie. Literally. And then every time he's like, okay, now I'm really busy, Paris. We got a lot on our plate okay. here. I just hate hey, Paris. If you could actually just could like, you just like chill for like yeah, two if seconds. You could actually not steal the bride of our main uh, rival. That'd be cool. That'd and be Paris super like, cool. I didn't mean to, but I had to. Okay, but like, what if we? <laughs> what if like, I did though? What if I? What did? if I did? What if I did? Just theoretically, asking yeah. for a friend. What if I stole Helen of Troy? Like, just asking. No stress. No. Nope. Just wondering. What no, if I stole Helen of Troy? You are holding a device in your hand right now. Yes, I am. Uh, it's very threatening. To me. <laughs> Still very threatening. Yeah. Um, okay, so the soup is just about done simmering. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I like a bit of creaminess with all of my soups and stews, um, we are going to hand blend um, a little bit of it. Still yeah. going to maintain the physical <laughs> integrity of the chicken. Okay. <laughs> Interested um, to see a half-blended chicken stew. <laughs> I mean... The beans are so, like, large and thick that, like, I think they are going to contribute most of the creaminess I'm, after being blended. Is, description is going downhill so fast. <laughs> so <Please> sorry. <laughs> okay. Large we're we're going to blend, and uh, we'll be back with you guys in a moment to try our wine of the week and uh, closing thoughts on Troy. I'm very excited to get into this. It's gonna so just good. warm me from the inside out. Okay, so we out. got cilantro on top. We got crumbled tortillas. Some tortillas. More like hurricane tortilla. <laughs> um, and it smells so good. And then thou hast put upon our table the 2019 Taz Riesling. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Thank you so much for asking. Tell me about it. Um, all right, guys. So today, because we are enjoying a stew that is a little bit spicy with the green chilies and all of that lovely cumin and paprika and in sh- the chili powder mm. that was added because, yeah. you know, I didn't separately buy cumin and paprika. Um, We're not chefs. <laughs> okay. We never claim to be. We're regular people. But um, typically... Anything like that, or like a curry, or even um, I'm trying to think like 
Spicy. Like a spicier, like anything Korean would pair really nicely with Riesling. Riesling, a lot of people expect it to be on the sweeter side and definitely certain styles of Riesling can come across sweeter, but mm -hmm. ultimately um, it just complements the different spices and the aromatics in the stews or curries really, really well. So when we decided we, well, when I decided <laughs> this not we were going <laughs> to be doing the white chicken chili, I immediately wanted to do a Riesling. Hell yeah. And based off of the um, very kind recommendations from some of my coworkers down at Bishop's Cellar, we settled on the Taz Riesling. Now, uh, Taz is, I wasn't really thinking about it, but Taz is also a Ontario wine. Yeah, sure you weren't thinking about um, it. I don't buy it, not for one second. Winery out of Niagara. Mm -hmm. So very similar region or not similar, it's the exact same region as where... It's almost, it's like pretty close to Niagara. Like it's in Niagara. It's the same thing <laughs> as Niagara-on-the-Lake. Um, but our Rosewood Gamay from last week, they are grapes that are grown in the same environment, same climate. It smells like banana. Whoa, okay. Already yeah. jumping in. So I just got it and I had to say it or I was going to forget it. Um, the one cool thing about Taz that I just did just want to mention is that it is a uh, fully organic and biodynamic, which we love. Ooh, okay. And it's got the VQA that you And it about is also, week. because last week we learned what VQA is, it is VQA certified. And it's a 2019 Riesling, which means it has done some aging in the bottle, mm -hmm. which is nice. Um, just a fun fact for all of the listeners, Whenever you see a year on a bottle of wine, it refers to the vintage. I may be repeating myself from last season, but you know, we're in a new season. We may have, maybe have new listeners. Oh I don't God. know. But 2019 does not refer to the year that this Riesling was bottled. It refers to the year that the grapes were picked. I always get those mixed up. And that is super fair. It's a very common misconception. Yeah. So 2019, these Riesling grapes were harvested. They were popped in the bottle have done some aging in the bottle and aged Riesling often gives very interesting scents on the nose. Like banana. So you get banana. Like I'm, right off the bat, I, I was still like, still only like smell cilantro from my hands. So okay. well, don't stop putting your hands up your in your face. Oh my God, control yourself. Okay. So I'm gonna get like in here. Like right away, it was like, like, those, like those squishy banana candies. Okay, I'm getting something and I'm What's gonna- it? Everyone quiet. It's like you're like, it's a seance. I'm As getting soon, something from the wine. <laughs> it's trying to say something to me. There's a there's a wine. As soon as I say it, you're not going to be able to unsmell it. Okay. Are you ready? No. Petrol. Like gas? Gasolina. I mean, yeah, it does smell. But I'm still smelling those squishy banana candies. Oh, you know the certainly you can. Like, there's definitely a lot of fruit yeah, that comes there, off. Yeah, it does smell like gas. Yeah, and that is often a, uh, a Hallmark scent of That's an aged Riesling. That's not a nice smell. I think kind of like it. You like it? You're <laughs> one of those people that likes the smell of gas stations, so aren't you? Yeah. You like the smell of, of I gas. I do. You got me there. Busted. Busted. But yeah, it does have that kind of sharp, mm -hmm. like rub, not rubber, but yeah, sort it could of come rubber across a little rubbery. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Let's. Uh, I hope it tastes like some squishy bit. banana candies. Oh my god, that's oh. so good. Lovely. Holy Moses. So. Definitely acidity there because it's a, it's a Canadian Riesling. So you do get that nice bit of brightness. Mm -hmm. um, definitely not nearly as acidic as some of the Nova Scotian Rieslings that you and I have had together. Dude, that goes down like juice. It's really, really nice. So let's have a little bite of our Oh yeah, and then chili. taste it after. And then get back with in our, there. <laughs> our half blended. 
stop it. <laughs> it looks fine. It does look fine. The it structural does. integrity of the chicken it is has still been there. Maintained. Yes. Okay. Mmm. Mmm. I kind of missed my mouth, to be completely honest. <laughs> but it is so good. Mmm. The tortilla? Oh, yeah. Oh, that goes down real easy. I love it when you can crumble, like, a cracker or a chip on top of something like a stew or a mm. soup. Even, like, I'm a big fan of toasted breadcrumbs on top of pasta. Like, a slightly mm. crunchy texture just always does it for me. Oh, yeah, it's different now. It's like bubblier tasting. Not, there is not a like tiny little bit of effervescence on the tip of my tongue whenever I sip it. So, but not even like it tastes more. I don't know, sweet. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, so good. Again, like I said last week mm. with our gamay and our pomodoro, um, mm. when you have things that are salty and fatty, so our chicken in here. Um, the chicken broth, there definitely was a lot of olive oil involved in sauteing everything. Mm. It smooths out your palate and brings forward, like it makes the fruit flavors in the wine more pronounced. So you definitely, if what you're sensing is quote unquote, a sweeter flavor mm. after eating the food and going back to the wine, it is just your palate's picking up more on the fruit flavors. It's so yummy. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. And, uh, you know, Oh, for a second, I thought you were going to say, and I love you. Oh, well, I do. <laughs> but I was going to make a really bad segue by being like, you know, the Greeks drank wine. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, as a, a quick aside, um, Greek wine, not very easy to get out here. What? It's not, it's, Greek wine is not easy to get in Atlantic Canada? Uh, no, surprisingly. That is shocking. I know, shocked myself as well. Yeah. Um, Greek wine... Is very very good but yes it's hard very to hard to bring in I would like just once in my life mm -hmm. this is not an unreasonable request I would uh -huh. like to stumble upon a shipwreck with still sealed <laughs> casks of wine and I would like to try it I don't think that's too much I, I, I mean you put it out into the universe and we'll, we'll manifesting, see what manifesting we will see what comes back to you casks of wine 2022 <laughs> manifest it with me manifest destiny oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any last thoughts on your Greek mythology, on our deep dive? Um, my final thought is that I, too, would like to see Idris Elba play a deity. Right? It doesn't have to be Hades. I just want him to be, the like, I don't know. I just feel like he's got that power to him. Yeah. You know? He's got God vibes. Definitely God vibes. He's got God vibes. All right, bud. What's, yeah. uh, do you have any final thoughts? No. Oh. I don't. I know. I almost okay. always do, but honestly... So if we just can, if there's too much to unpack. Okay. So I think we'll leave it at our little dip and in, dip into the Aegean, you know, <laughs> our little our toes in the sea. <laughs> gonna put our little toes our in little the sea. Our little toes in the sea of Greek mythology. Well, guys, um, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter mm -hmm. if you would like the recipe for the chicken chili and a okay, uh, yeah. little write-up on the Riesling. And the cool pictures I'm going to show. And Delady's got some really cool pictures. <laughs> All the stuff from Ray, but also I'm going to send you some cool pictures, so it's important. It's important to sign It's up. important. <laughs> okay. And we will see you next week. All right.